0: Welcome to the With Counseling podcast. I'm JJ Blandford, therapist and founder of With Counseling. On today's episode, we are going to talk about relational repair.
1: Yeah, so relational repair is something we talk about. I mean, I think you would probably say like repairing relationships is a key to having a healthy relationship, right?
0: Yes, I would say that.
1: Okay, so how do we think about repair or what does repair, you know, even mean?
0: So part of the reason I think that we have had this conversation is because to me it feels like it should be a really normal part of relationships. And in the work that I do, I have realized not everyone uh holds that belief or works at repair in relationship. And so really when this started to come to light for me, is when I was practicing in Illinois, I worked with a lot of couples. That is not currently work that I am doing, but at the time I was doing a lot of couples work. And most people are coming to counseling because there's some sort of conflict or relational um, challenge within their partnership. And so one of the first questions I would ask was, what does repair look like in your relationship? If one of you, you know, feels wronged by the other, how do you fix that? And I was shocked by the number of people who gave an answer, some version of, we don't repair, we just move on, we never say I'm sorry. Some version of that, and so um I realized kind of this idea that having a healthy relationship needed to have some sort of repair that I thought was kind of understood in all relationships, I quickly realized wasn't a part of all relationships,
1: yeah, and so like I guess when you say repair, uh, I mean I mean, how does that kind of operate in most relationships?
0: Well, and I guess it was the consistency which I was seeing it with which I was seeing it in my practice made it more apparent. but the reality is I think if you have lived life as a human, you have walked with people who have had ruptures in marriage relationships, dating relationships, friendship, church relationships school- like i I'm not like <laughs> bringing some novel concept forward, I think. Um, To me, what I help people walk through, whether they come for couples or individual or whatever it is, is when you feel like there is brokenness in the relationship, how do you move to a place of healing?
1: But what do you mean by brokenness?
0: So that could be in our relationship. I say something to you that you take in a way that is hurtful to you. And so if we're not working on repair, if we don't have kind of, I mean, I think the first part of of repair is just having open communication for you to be able to come to me and say, hey, JJ, when you said that, I felt really hurt. Whether my intent was to hurt you or not, if that was your feeling from our exchange, that's worth me coming back and saying, I'm so sorry, that wasn't my intent and having a conversation about it. Like that little thing is like very simple repair.
1: So are there instances where like there should be repair, but because it hasn't been verbalized by the other person, it just goes on like there's never a like repairs a two is repair to a street where it has to be sort of like known?
0: Well, if I don't know that I have hurt you, yeah. then I can't repair what happened between us.
1: But I think that's like a really simple concept that like we kind of skip over. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. Because like if somebody's, if somebody just keeps like, no, I've just got to put my head down. I got to keep going They're They're hurting my feelings. But if I, you know, approach them, they would blow up or it would, or just I not... don't,
0: I don't want to rock the boat. Yeah, exactly. We've lived in this manner for years. Right. So, now I'm going to therapy and I'm learning some new skills. And so now it's the the person who maybe is growing in health is maybe going to start changing the relational dynamic. Um, and so a lot of times that's how you see uh, repair introduced in a relationship if that is not a part of how people were functioning previously.
1: Yeah. I mean, I could see that being a major issue to repair, right? And then... The other person not only does it have to become known that that one has been hurt, but the other person has to have the humility, right, to like seek to repair that rift or whatever's happened there.
0: Absolutely, and so I think, like, if we practice doing this in the small places of, hey, I ask you to do that thing twice to kind of help maintain our household or something, like. If I can't have a conversation with you about those little areas in our relationship where small rifts could happen, how would I feel comfortable if some significant break happened in our relationship coming and talking about trying to repair the damage that had been done?
1: Yeah, I think most people think of like the in these situations, like the big stuff right? The big blowups, the, you know, big fights that happen in relationships. But like you said, it's like the, it's the little ones. It's like the little repairs or something. I'm trying to think of a good analogy and I'm not coming up with a good one uh, tonight, but uh, it, it's the, it's the little things that matter, which sort of build up to those, uh, the, the relational equity, right? Uh, to, to have those more consequential uh, disagreements.
0: Absolutely. I think we can all put ourselves like in a situation or recall a situation in our own life where, you know, we were interacting with someone and said something that felt very minuscule and they had an enormous reaction to it. And we come to find out that there has, there have been several little things previously that have kind of been building up and festering, and then our one small, seemingly insignificant um, interaction kind of blows things up. And so I think so often, not only are those little places where we can practice repair, it's very low stakes. If we're not practicing repair in the small interactions in our relationships, those things can really build into bigger instances and the repair just becomes that much more challenging.
1: Yeah, it's not getting any easier, right? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, what are some practical steps for just like, I mean, something maybe somebody could implement, you know, pretty quickly in their lives as far as like repair and that sort of thing goes?
0: I think if you are a person who has decided, um, that you don't want to rock the boat, that it's easier not to say anything. I think oftentimes um, you may have been quieting your voice in a lot of relationships. And so just practicing voicing how you feel in a relationship. You don't have to start with like, I was very hurt (laughs) and kind of maybe bringing that perspective that may feel most important and that is an important way to use your voice you can also say like I appreciate when you empty the dishwasher right that has nothing to do with repair but if I'm not used to communicating with you about how I'm feeling in relationship I'm not like building a framework for like conversation about like within that relationship and so it's really hard if you've never voiced that to be like oh my gosh I found my voice let me tell you all the ways that you've hurt me every day in a healthy relationship we can come back to repair because we've had tons of conversations about all the other pieces of our lives that we're just used to open combat Conversation. We're believing the best in one another. I mean, I think that could even be true, right? In our relationship, there are times that it's like, hey, you did this thing. I know you weren't trying to annoy me. I felt very annoyed. But because we're kind of always in conversation about what do we need to keep our household running? What do we need emotionally? What do we need logistically? that it's really easy to kind of have some of these repair conversations because we're just always in a conversation. So I guess that's a really long-winded way to say just start having more conversation and relationship.
1: So you're not trying to confront me on the podcast? I thought that's my maybe where we we're headed.
0: Once we're off, mic, <laughs> okay, we'll gotcha. have that confrontational okay. well, conversation. That's look forward
1: to then. <laughs> uh, that's good. So when, one place we talk about repair a lot, though, that I think people don't, think about it is with our kids, right? So how do we think about repair with our children in the context of, you know, sibling relationships, but also our relationships with our children?
0: I have learned so much from the work that I do and it informs a lot of how I parent. I think as parents, we are slow to apologize to our children. Hmm. And we are quick to expect them to apologize to us. And so like, if you can step back and think about it, how hard must it feel to our kids if at every misstep we are demanding repair, apology, making things right, and yet when we misstep as parents, we don't extend the same kindness to them. And so I think for us, how this plays out, like, I hope, <laughs> you know, I'd like to think that I have a handle on this. Our children might, you know, disagree. Um, but I am quick to, I try to be quick to engage with our kids, especially if I've said something I can tell by their facial expression they withdraw, maybe they are tearful, that maybe how I said something that I thought was a totally appropriate way to say, I don't necessarily have to go back and say, I'm so sorry I said it in that way. Sometimes the repair is saying, I see that you're upset. Help me understand how you're feeling. Sometimes it, it is going to that place of repair and saying, mommy was feeling really frustrated and I used a harsh tone. That wasn't okay, and I'm very sorry. And I feel like when I am in a pretty healthy pattern of repair and just open communication with our kids, they are also often quick to come to me to repair as well. And sometimes it's just a really simple like, I'm sorry from our kids. And, you know, sometimes it's a a more in-depth conversation, but I think it's something that I want to model for them because I want our kids to grow up and be healthy people who can have healthy relationships. And I think repair, forgiveness, seeking reconciliation is a really significant part of all relationships and their friendships, romantic relationships, work relationships. I want them to be humans that have a skill set that they, it has been modeled and practiced in our home so frequently that they can go out into the world and use those skills in whatever scenario they're in.
1: Yeah, that's good. It always reminds me of that uh, saying that we have in parenting, which is you can't take somebody somewhere you've never been yourself. Yeah. Right. So it's expecting our kids to like repair relationships with each other you know with siblings or with us when none of that's ever happened in the household once doesn't like make any sense and like just that emotional health piece of us in totality plays into how we can what we can give to our kids and what we can sort of expect from them as well right
0: yeah Yeah. i i think even in a sibling dynamic too like another piece of this is um I think when our kids were littler, you know, it was kind of that, like, say you're sorry. And then having the other child, the expectation, like, I forgive you. And kind of moving to a space now of the person who caused the harm has to apologize. The child who was harmed doesn't have to extend immediate forgiveness. I don't. Forced forgiveness. Forced forgiveness. (laughs) Yes. Right. Of that disgruntled not authentic and and so we've even kind of created space of you know coming that the child can come back and say like okay I've cooled down I am in a different place I I forgive you and I I hope that that is another skill that we're teaching our kids because I think even in any relationship, the healthiest marriage, the healthiest friendship, sometimes we may have someone come to us trying to repair, and we're not ready to receive that repair, or we can receive, you know, what they're saying to us. We may not be at a place to be like, okay, I'm ready to move forward in this relationship. You know, we may need time to cool down, cool off, like get out of our feelings and so I think that is another normal part of repair of hey one person may be ready to like move this relationship forward but we kind of both have to be ready to engage in that repair to move things forward and I think as in most things in relationship both people are rarely at the same place at the same time
1: yeah and it always takes two right yeah you're not moving this thing forward without both people sort of being on board and yeah, that repair takes time as well, especially, you know, the bigger those infractions are, probably the the longer it takes to kind of yeah, ha- make that repair happen.
0: Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, and I hope, you know, this is just an encouragement of wherever you find yourself at, on this journey, maybe like repair is one of your top skills, like keep it up if you are listening and thinking This is something that's really hard for me, something that I've really struggled with. I hope this gives you some encouragement of just taking that tiny little baby step of maybe being more engaging in conversation so that when repair needs to occur, um, there's openness for that to happen.
1: It's good stuff.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have more questions or would like to continue this conversation, please follow me on Instagram and Facebook at Counseling With or send me an email through my website at counselingwith.com. I hope today's episode is the encouragement that you need to start thinking about what repair in your relationships looks like.